Our uh, only uh, review of the day is going to be for Cowboy Bebop, but not the show, the movie here. So Cowboy Bebop did have a movie, one and only movie that it had. Um, and this was this takes place between uh, episode 21 and episode 22 of the anime. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, legendary anime for a lot of people, one of the GOAT animes, um, really high up there, legendary. Anytime there's any le- list of like what is the best anime of all time, Usually Cowboy Bebop isn't that far. It's usually five in the top five, top ten there that you have it. Um, so yeah, what is Cowboy Bebop about? Well, you have these group of bounty hunters, um, Spike, Jet, uh, and you also have uh, Faye. And you do have Jet. And hello there, Whitney. Yeah, glad for you to stop by. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and you also have the super hacker genius uh, there as well that's also uh, in this, Ed. Um, and I mean, I know there was the live action series. Don't watch the live action series. That's not very good. Um, that is on Netflix. Don't don't check that out. Um, so the reason we're doing a review for this is the fact that uh, they actually re-released this animated film uh, in theaters there so people could check it out. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. I just watched it at home myself there. But Sage, you actually did see it in theaters. Um, was there a kind of good crowd there um, with it? It was pretty light. I'd say there were maybe 12 people in there total. 12 people okay nice anybody have any cowboy bebop gear on or anything like that anybody not that i could tell okay um yeah so like i said it's about these bounty hunters and they you know kind of have somewhat of a burgeoning alliance friendship hatred of each other at times uh you have jet in this uh who really tries his best to keep everybody together i mean he really he's like a mother almost like you know he really like people always coming and going leaving the door open uh you know what i mean i'm supposed to just Welcome them with open arms. Um, so uh, when you watch the anime, you get much more you know, explanation in their backstories, kind of where they come from, um, everything like that, if you actually watch the anime. And I highly recommend checking out the anime if you can. Very short. It's only 20-something episodes. Really, really short uh, anime there. So it's not like something like One Piece, where it's a gazillion episodes and it's still going. <laughs> like you, can, you can watch That's... it in a weekend there. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It says what it says and then it gets out. <laughs> yeah. It says what it says, and it, it, it gets out. Uh, so what's happening in this movie? So there's a terrorist, um, a new antagonist on the scene, um, who also, his name starts with the letter V um, there as well. You have Vicious, who's in the anime, who's the main antagonist, but here you have a villain named Vincent. So there's a terrorist um, explosion that releases a deadly virus on the masses, and it's up to the bounty hunting bebop crew to catch the cold-blooded cur- uh, culprit, and that is Vincent in this case. And even kind of design-wise, I think Vincent does share a lot of striking similarities to uh, Vicious here and kind of thing. And also, you do have a case like uh, when they see this future, because the future in this world of Cowboy Bebop is not necessarily, I wouldn't classify it as dystopian, but it's very war-torn. Um, you see that there's been numerous wars kind of going on. They mentioned like people who are like who fought on the war, like on Titan, I think it is, or Mars mm-hmm. there, um, various wars there, and people do suffer a lot of PTSD from that. A lot of villains in the show you will see have a connection to like the war and you know that past, everything there in the show. So Vincent is kind of one of another figure of that of a person who was abandoned uh, after that and 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 did a lot of kind of terrible things in his past through, via the war. 
Um, he's kind of suffering the consequences for that later in life and kind of wants to take it out somewhat on people. Um, so, yeah, even kind of design-wise, I, I kind of see that there. Um, what do you think about Vincent as an antagonist? I think he's a really good antagonist. Um, I enjoy him a lot. So I think there's an interesting, because I, I agree where there's a lot of similarities between the, uh, Vincent and Vicious as characters. But I think uh, one interesting way is that, that they're different is the way that they reflect Spike and the character arc that he goes through. And I think Vicious in the show is, is, is more like an opposite, right? Like the other side of the same coin in the way they behave. And in some ways, I think Vincent reflects Spike's character arc almost more directly in some ways uh you know spikes in the show you have a, a, a small thing about how he's got a fake eye and he's always looking at the present in the past in each one and vincent's dilemma of kind of not knowing if he's living in the real world or if it's this dream i think that's a really interesting reflection of that and and also killer uh english dub killer voice acting from both of these guys the, the listening to spike and vincent's conversation scenes in the in the theater it's like just bass everywhere from both of those voices yeah a person who voices vincent is a guy named darren norris um he's done um he's appeared voice character in over uh in more than 400 films video games and television programs there so he he works. Uh, he's been in things like uh, Ned's Declassified. Um, he's been in Veronica Mars, uh, Cosmo. Uh, yeah, as a uh, voice of Cosmo, Mr. Turner. There, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. He's also been in. Yeah, uh, I was like ninety percent sure I recognized him in Samurai Champloo, but I could not tell what character was. So he's he's been in quite a bit of stuff there. So he continuously works for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So shout out to him there. Um. Yeah. So uh, you have this. So you have he's one of the newer characters that you have in this. Also, another newer character shows up as a woman named Electra. Uh, uh, what's her name? Electra Nachius. There's wait. Is that right? Ovilio. Uh, Ovilio. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking of them. <laughs> oh, uh, Ovilio. Oh, Daredevil. <laughs> I was thinking of Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she has the same number as uh, yeah Daredevil's love interest here, and you also you also kind of see some bringing up like Daredevil of like two of uh, Electras here. You also kind of see that a little bit with this character, like a femme fatale, a little bit figure. Well, actually, not really even a film, because a femme fatale mostly uses her sexuality, sexiness there. She doesn't really do that here um, in this. Um, and she's also a veteran uh, of the Titan War, uh, like with Vincent there. So she kind of has a personal stake in things because she has a, a personal relationship with Vincent. And this is the character here, as you see. Um, and of course, as always, uh, you know, Cowboy Bebop is going to have these interesting fight sequences, you know, sit to the jazz music. Let me play a little bit of here. Yeah. Really well done. I mean, as always, um, you see there. And, you know, I think she's a very good character. And when they did a live action um, Cowboy Bebop there, um, I kind of was like, you don't have to really make it about the cast that we all know. I mean, Spike and Jed and there, because you do have other interesting characters in that world, like you have Elektra, who you could have maybe done a spinoff on. You do have like certain characters in the anime, uh, like that are kind of references to like black exploitation, like Foxy Brown or Shaft. Like you have people like that that show up. Hell, I don't know. Maybe you could have done one about the old dudes that sit there and just uh, on every planet, you know <laughs> what I mean, and and play uh, uh, cards all the time. 
Maybe you could have done something hey, like anything that. would have been better than what we got. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, Electra in this? I like her. I think she. I think she's strong too. I. I was. Uh, um, trying to remember. It's uh, Jennifer Hale, I believe. Right. That does this the voice for. Her. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, it is Jennifer Hill. Yep, you're correct. Yeah, big, big video game. I mean, big game, animated uh, for sure as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think she's another great, strong character. It's, it's, it is one where I almost do want to see her more because she's not, she's not in the show ever. It's a totally original character for the film. Um, but I do think she has a strong arc uh, throughout the whole, thing. and they, they do a lot with relatively a little screen. Yeah. Um. So she has a very important role in this. Um, there, um, yeah, uh, so that's kind of some of the newer people that you kind of see here. And you see, like, you know, obviously, with a lot of these things, uh, Cowboy Bebop did talk a lot when you watch the uh, anime as well. And this is also directed, the movie's directed by the same director of the anime creator there, Watanabe. Um, that with these things, it like uses a lot because sometimes in the show, you will see a lot of like terrorist plots in the show there, people there, and it will lead to more corporate cover ups about you'll see like people who are really behind a lot of the you know evils of capitalism that are kind of brought into the show there um even with this uh robbery sequence right here um the guy kind of you know he's sitting there monologuing about his life um like in like crozone says in the incredibles you see that one ingredient that makes it a stew and do you know what that is the meat that's what everyone says yeah, still really great animation too. Uh, uh, still the really animation cool. is incredible. Holds up very, very well. It's the I mean, this looks like something that could come out today. Um, oh, easily. And this and this came out 2001. Uh, you know, uh, actually, it came out the same uh, month and day as 9/11. Actually, came out 9/11. Oh, wow. uh, well, hey, at least that was one good thing that came out of 9/11. I guess uh, yeah. during that day. Um, but yeah, you see, like with this guy, what his kind of whole story is. Is that he worked for this former company and they let him go, and now he's got no money, he's got no jobs. So he's like, oh, I'm just gonna come to, into a life of crime. Now I'm gonna do that there, which I don't know how much money you're gonna get robbing a convenience store. I don't know how much uh, they're gonna do that. I mean, but hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, go for it. Um, yeah, and you see, that's kind of a nice opening to this, as always. There um, with this, um, yeah. What do you think about the opening of the film? Oh, I, I love it. I think it's a great setup. I think if you if you, let's say, for some reason, stumbled into watching this movie before watching the show, I think that opening, I don't know, five minutes or so, it's almost like a mini episode contained. It gives you, you know, maybe it's only Spike and Jet, but it gives you a solid read on those characters' personalities in a very short amount of time. Because, uh, I, I, uh, you know, as, as a young kid, I remember watching this on TV probably 2002 as soon as it was on tv and uh i i watched this before the show i remember seeing this first and i didn't feel like i was missing any context or or like any gaps to understand what was going on i thought it it set itself up and, and delivered on it itself so well yeah. This was ahead of his time. You see, Spike, he got on the AirPods Max right there. This was the way ahead of time. <laughs> he had those before anybody else there. Um, but yeah, I think it establishes it pretty well, the dynamic between the two of them. You see how like the kind of carefree nature that Spike has in those situations. Um, obviously, his fighting style, which his fighting style is very much taken from Bruce Lee. Um, Jet Kwondo there that you see that he kind of uses uh, here. A lot of legs. He does a lot of kicks there, a lot of movements there. 
Uh, you mentioned the voice acting um, in this as well. Uh, you know, Stephen, Steve Blum is, uh, Spike Spiegel is one of the top, you know, English voice actors there. Um, there's a performance of Spike Spiegel, and Spike Spiegel as a character, probably one of the more famous uh, characters in anime there, you know, legendary characters up there with, you know, I'd, I mean, I'd put him up there. I mean, I don't think he's as well known as something like Goku or Naruto, but I'd put him up there as far as being like one of the best written and just coolest anime characters there. I'd put him at number one on my like personal favorites. Uh- yeah, I mean, yeah, because he is, I mean, he's smooth, man. I mean, really smooth, really cool um, and a lot of things there. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and I think you're right. It does establish the roles of like, you know, both of them right away. Very good at doing that because establishes Spike's nature as kind of as carefree as he is. Doesn't really take too much of anything serious, especially guys like this. Like he knows he can you know, take care of guys like this pretty easily. And then also Jet's kind of nature of being very worried and being, you know, very always, you know, Spike, you know what I mean? Always screaming his name uh, as always, as does always worried. Um, that's great element here. Um, do you think with uh because you see the dynamic of them uh with Jet, with Spike, with Faye, do you think you feel like at everybody Faye kinda maybe gets not that much time, you think? In this movie, yeah, she probably gets the least to do overall. I mean, I guess Edward maybe, maybe less so, but Ed even in the show is probably the least like you know, detailed and characterized out of all of them anyway. Um yeah, Faye doesn't get quite as much. For sure, as because just you know the show spends a lot of time developing her, I think equally well uh, as as Spike and Jet. But yeah, she she maybe is a little less. But I do I do think she still gets some really good scenes. Um, she maybe doesn't have an arc so much in this one. I, I think uh, that's that's really for Spike. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if Jet really has much of a, like an arc, like a character developing arc either. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I can see it, but I also don't think it's... I don't think she's shortchanged by that, even if maybe just a little. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jet, I mean, his main thing is just to worry about everybody else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, yeah. he's always worrying about everyone else there. Um, yeah, and do you think uh, what happens to Faye here, because when she does end up kind of meeting the villain of this Vincent, um, and it kind of gets into a nature where he you know, ties her up, um do you think it's kind of plays well now you see it over a decade now 23 years later you think it's kind of aged kind of poorly um i i think it's a moment that i i do i think is is uncomfortable and i i i find i mean i remember seeing it as a kid and i was i thought it was like scary watching it i was like this i am genuinely afraid for her well-being um i don't know i i think uh I think it, 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 I think it approaches the line of maybe being a little too much, but I think it, I don't know if it crosses it fully. Um, it's definitely gross, but I think, I think it's a, I think it's a villain that is, is scary and gross. And I don't know it, uh, I can see how there could be an argument for it not being necessary, but I don't know if it's like, I don't think it's so egregious that it takes a from the movie either um yeah. i don't know it's, to me it just it just makes him kind of terrifying yeah because you really don't know what he's gonna do what what's gonna happen especially when he takes out the knife here um and uh, before this scene he does like force himself on her and kiss her i mean it's it seems to not go further than that but he does still force himself on 
Uh, very kind of reminiscent of something like The Killing Joke or something like that. Um, so, yeah, a little bit, yeah. That uh, you kind of see there. Um, yeah, so I wonder, yeah, if, if people watching this, that was kind of like, it does give this, you know, very uncomfortableness and of like the unpredictableness of this guy, what he's kind of going to do here. But, you know, this is in a situation where you get to, you know, learn more about him and his backstory um, and, and his whole kind of plans for things because he wants to set up, you know, because this is back when they do like the whole, like the, the virus is like nano machines is the virus, which yeah. that was like, it, it, that was like a big thing back then. Like every, every virus had to be like nano, nano machines and nanotechnology <laughs> and all that, all that kind of stuff like that. That was kind of like a big thing back then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as it aging kind of well, um, I, I can see some people making the argument it hasn't really aged the best, uh, but it, it does set up uh, Vincent as a character and, and give kind of more of his backstory uh, and everything. And uh, like I said, I mean, when you see uh, a scene between Spike and Vince, I mean, you see he's on par with Spike um, as far as you know physicality goes, and it has kind of one of my favorite uh, sequences, which was the train sequence. Uh, which I'm going to pull up, which I think is really, really well done here and, and how he does that. And again, establishing the character of Vincent, like you see him just shooting in this train here. No regard for people that are on the train. Yeah. And you see with Spike, I mean, Spike has to be like the person who's like the most badass guy who gets his ass kicked regularly. Like it's it's kind of amazing. Like he's always on the verge of death. Like, like even that was the same way in the, even in the anime where he was like on the verge of death. Like almost a lot of episodes there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that did happen quite often. I, I I mean I will say in the show it always felt like him and uh, him and Vicious are like a kind of a even match. You know, it's like neither can best the other without going down at the same time. Um, where I almost honestly feel like Vincent outclasses him in this one. Like all like like by a significant amount. Um, like when when Spike gets hurt in in the show, I always felt like, yeah, but you should see the other guy kind of thing. Whereas here, he just like he did, he doesn't even do any damage, and he just gets <laughs> just gets his ass beat. And you see that here with the, like this movie always gets me when watching this movie is like he just got him by the chest and he's, he's bleeding. Uh, there, like he's putting that much force and that much kind of pressure on him. There, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's. I feel like it's a, it's a factor of in the show. It's gangsters and you know other like they're kind of random terrorists and, and people that are doing you know whatever. But in in this Vincent is he's ex-military, like black ops, like secret experiment military. I think that's part of why he is. Yeah, he just mops the floor with them as hard as he does. Mm. Yeah. Even in the big fight at the end, I mean, Spike doesn't really, <laughs> you know, win that fight. <laughs> and this is the the fight at the end that you kind of have here. Um, yeah, really epic fights too. Uh, oh, here. so good. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, watching these fights between these, it's always yeah, fascinating, interesting there. Um, yeah. He let him kicks. I mean, damn. I mean, <laughs> nothing but kicks, man. When is uh, Spike Spiegel? When he's gonna be put in the fighting game? Um, man, when he's gonna put... on, actually, though, yeah. You know, he's gonna put, some... put him in Street Fighter. Have him go up against Chun Li. Yeah, Chun Li there. Yeah, put him in something like that. Yeah, I'd love to see him in something like that. Uh, but yeah, there I mean, there's like... been more Cowboy Bebop video games in general. There's like one for the PS2, and I don't know. 
don't think it was supposed to be very good. Usually that's the case, right? Anime video games are usually not very good, right? Yeah, there's maybe a couple, but for the most part. Um, so and also this counts as like a Halloween movie too. This is Halloween because he's doing, yeah, setting the whole plot on Halloween. Um, do you watch it on Halloween? Is it kind of in your viewing? It hasn't been the last couple of years, but there there was a decent, probably ten year span where I watched it every year on Halloween. Um, yeah. I mean, do you see any kind of like big negatives with this movie at all? Do you think it just feels like kind of like? an episode of the sh- the show but kind of added like an hour to it is that that's or yeah i mean i do, I do feel like it kind of feels it kind of just feels like a really long episode in a lot of ways um you know i was sat there watching it this most recent viewing really trying to pick something out that i i didn't like or something to criticize if if there's anything and even this i would say maybe is maybe a nitpick i don't know but I do think that very, very last moment, uh, that last bit of dialogue from Vincent after the fight's over, maybe is a little bit quick as far as character resolution goes. Um, you know, he's he's down on the down on the ground, and you know, he's got his kind of dying monologue, and he's just like, "Oh, and I understand, and I remember everything now. <laughs> it's okay." And it, it's just, that feels a little fast or a little sudden for him to for him to be so malicious and and just terrible throughout the whole thing and then uh very quickly his, his kind of baited dying breath reaction is to be like oh i i understand what's what was going on the whole time now i don't know it, it's a little quick I, I do i don't think it's a big thing it, it's so close to being over at that point and i think this movie is so tight otherwise but if i had to pick something out i think that and this is it right here yeah i I like that for her character why didn't you shoot i remembered she's the one i used to love (laughs) i wanted to get out of this world of dreams i kept searching for the door that would lead me out i understand now there never was a door you should have known that yeah that's a common thing movies tv show and characters dying it's like they got to give like an eight minute monologue apparently get all that life (laughs) yeah Uh, i I don't think all the dialogue there is is bad either honestly if i had to pick a single line it would just be it would probably be the She's the one that I used to... <laughs> that, that, that's a little corny. That's but... over. I can see your face so clearly. Did they let... Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Very... Yeah. Man, I, I wonder, you know, why didn't Electra come back, you know, in the series? Because uh, at this point, uh, when they... Because like I said, it's between episode 21 and 22. There's only There was only four more episodes uh after that well i believe uh, the whole show had aired already prior because the show was on in like what 97 uh was it that long ago 97 i want to say 97 98 yeah so i think i think pretty sure the whole show had aired before the movie came out and the movie was like let's retroactively kind of fit this into or like oh. in between a couple episodes yeah you are right so it, it uh yeah it premiered in 1998 1998 there 
Um, so yeah, that's when it yeah, very very first came out, season one. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting. Yeah, uh, do you crave more Cowboy Bebop content, movie? You know, you know? Um, you know, if they if you had all the cast and the original writer and creators back, it could be fun to to see another movie like this, but. I don't know. I'm I'm a big believer in not uh, not messing with perfection, um, and I feel like the show ends on a perfect note. And I think this movie, like I said, aside from that one little quibble, I think it's I think it's held together so tightly. I I'd be afraid that they would do may just make that something not as good, honestly. Yeah. And the director of this, uh, Watanabe, who is the creator of Cowboy, he wanted to do also another anime we got coming up called Samurai Shampoo, which is also another kind of shorter kind of thing. There, um, it's like 50 some episodes. Samurai Shampoo is oh, just 26 as well, actually. Okay, just 26 as well. Um, and then I've never seen the only show of his I've never seen is Space Dandy. Never seen that. I remember trying to watch it when it first came out and I bounced off of it a little bit. It's a lot sillier, it's a lot more of a comedy. Um, but I have been meaning to go back and give it another try just, just because I, I do like both of these others. So it's quite a bit of his. Um, he does have a new movie coming up for 2025 i believe uh called lazarus uh, and it's it's him teamed with uh the choreography director for the john wick movies oh that's nice uh that's, okay that's that's exciting um there you think the guy from the john wick movie could have done like a good live action cowboy bebop series yeah i mean I, he, he the action scenes i think would have at least been good I still wonder if they could have translated the story uh, quite so well, but but it would have at least been some killer actions. Uh-huh. Um, so with this movie, Cowboy Bebop, um, final thoughts, rating for it. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is like a childhood classic for me. I, I love this movie. I've seen it. It's hard to even think of for sure how many times, but I guarantee that it's upwards of fifty. <laughs> uh this is a this is a this is cinema for me all the way through it's it's honestly one of my favorite cinematic experiences of, of my life and had a huge huge influence on me as a kid and then just the kind of art that i like mm, yeah animation still holds up really well um you know if you are a big fan of the anime i think you'll really love this if you you know probably you've probably already seen this uh, movie already if you've probably already seen the anime if you've never seen the anime um, good introduction point too. Um, for this to get you kind of used to the style and everything of in the characters, uh, which I think is very good. Um, yeah, I absolutely really love this a lot. Um, I would also get—I'd give it not maybe necessarily this is cinema, but I would give it a high peak. I think it is, you know, good because it is bringing back that good cowboy bebop goodness there. Um, you kind of fun to remember, and if you're, you know, it's good to watch the whole series, binge it, and then also watch the movie too if you wanted to. It's a good way to kind of experience it. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think honestly, him with Electra, I I kind of like their pairing more than I ever did with uh, Julia more. Um, I think mm. it's more chemistry there um, and more fun there um, as opposed to that. Because uh, I mean, I, the only thing I kind of think is a somewhat improvement from the live action version as opposed to the anime version is Julia is more of a character, um, sure. And in, 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 other than just kind of being an object there, of like yeah, and she's in the anime. She's very much the classic noir archetype of the of the of the well not detective because i guess but it, but it kind of plays into that detective love interest noir archetype thing yeah so 
I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, her kind of character better than that. But um, yeah. So you gave it a This Is Cinema. I gave it a high peak there for Cowboy Bebop, uh, the movie there. 